Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. Today's guest is local Maine comic book creator extraordinaire, Ben Bishop, a.k.a. Bish Art. He is here to talk about The Last Ronin, which is a comic book put out by IDW Publishing in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles realm. Uh, the Last Ronin is a very highly anticipated book coming out. It hits the stores today, Wednesday, October 28th. And Ben is here to talk about how he became the writer, or the, the, sorry, the artist on the comic book, how that came about, what he expects, what he hopes people will get out of it, and so on. There are zero spoilers needed for this podcast because we will not be spoiling anything in this podcast. If it happens to happen, we will edit it out so you don't get spoiled. That's what we're here for. So this is the last Ronin podcast, as well as some talking about the Bishart Kids Club. Uh, the boxes hit people's mailboxes this past week. And so if you are a Bishart Kids Club member and don't want to know what's going on in the box, we'll give you a little leeway in that at the end of this episode when we talk about that to let you know to stop listening for now until you get your box. Uh, but we're all going to go over, in this episode, we went over the idea how he chooses and so on. So Enjoy this podcast. Ben Bishop, comic book creator from Split Decision Comics, and also the series artist now on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Welcome, Ben. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Just Another Podcast. Enjoy, guys. What's up, Ben? How are you, man? Good. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well, you know, or as well cool. as you can be in this 2020 right now, right? Yeah, but it's almost over. It's almost, it is, but... I, I have this theory that, um, and it doesn't make any sense because I don't know anything about Mayans or how their numeric <laughs> numbers work, but I think that they flipped a digit and instead of 2012, they meant 2021. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, like it's all going down. It was misinterpreted. Like this is all just leading up to the worst. So get ready. And I have this theory. I mean, obviously, I don't want to talk politics at all, but like the yeah. idea that after the election, not because of the election, not because there's some sort of conspiracy, but I feel like maybe after the election, things will start to look up a little bit because either one, they fought to win the election, aka Trump, and they won mm -hmm. it. And now they don't give a shit about appearance anymore. And it's like, okay, everybody wear masks and social distance and do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Or Biden wins and then, you know he does the same thing or even, you know, Jojo wins and something. But I'm just saying like, I just yeah. feel like end of November, things will start to pick up a little bit just because the election yeah. is over, not because so, of the election, but just because it's over. <laughs> so I'm, I'm foreseeing like doom and gloom and hellfire and like the ringing true of an ancient prophecy. And you're seeing like good things. I like it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. see like the positive things inside, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it used to be back in March, you know, we have, we talked on episode nine of this podcast and we just, it, back then it was like, oh, what's going to happen next month? You know, oh my yeah. gosh, next month. Now I feel like we're doing three months at a time and then soon yeah. it's going to be like, well, 2022 is not that far away. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's making everything, stuff. everything's just flying by. It's nuts. I remember being the last show I did was Chicago uh, Comic Con. And so that was like the last weekend of February and first weekend of March. So it was like right when things were starting to happen and people were like talking about stuff and the hubbub at the show was like, are they going to cancel Seattle comic-con next week? Like, cause it was the next weekend. 
And everyone was like, no, they'd have to be nuts. That'd be so much money, so much money. And of course they did. Like that's how fast like everything hit. It was so weird. Yeah. And so it's just been, you know, cricket since then as far as conventions, but it's for the best. Well, speaking of that, I mean, I just, I didn't think about it until you said that too. It's obviously not a positive thing for you not to have conventions to go to and stuff, but it's been positive on your work side of it, meaning that you don't have to worry about taking time out of doing work, yeah. like you're drawing and, and creating to go to a Comic-Con, you know, or is it just, that's just part of your it's, life? It's, it's weird. Like, I, I feel bad. Like the past two or three years, even every show, I'm like, oh, I'm so done with shows. I'm so done with shows. Like traveling, I just hate traveling. Once I'm at the show and I'm set up, it's awesome. I love talking to people and I just don't want to like pack up. I'm like, oh man, I, I can't, like I'm not looking forward to Sunday when I got pack up and then travel again and lug all my stuff. Cause I'm bringing like, I do like big books, like 300 page books. So I'm bringing as much as I can, but you're, you're maxed out at like 50 pounds of bag and things like that. So anyway, like I hated all of it except for when I'm at the actual table. And so I was always like, oh, next year, next year, I'm going to take a whole year off. Next year, I'm going to take a whole year off. And then this all happened. And at first I was like, whoa, no conventions. This is going to be pretty sweet. And then things got like bad, worse, even worse. Like, and so now like I've replaced all the traveling time and inconvenience with just like what everyone's going through with like, so difficult to be productive and like stay on task and like really crank. And, um, and so I think it's almost the same, which is such, it's like so unfortunate. You'd think like I would, Oh, I had like a whole year. It's like when you talk to someone who's like, well, you had all last week off and they were like, yeah, but I was sick or something like I didn't do anything. Like, so that's kind of how this whole year has felt. Not that I've felt sick, but that like, yes, you know, everyone's dealing with like doom and gloom and depression and like what's going to happen tomorrow. Like it used to be what's going to happen in three months or whatever now it's like what's gonna happen tomorrow and i don't know so so i've been getting a lot done it's been nice to not travel but i feel like if it was on my terms and there wasn't some pandemic that was just killing way too many people like i would be like really killing it and i'd be like yeah like look how much work i got done because i didn't go to those shows that all you idiots went to but but now i'm looking forward to shows and like next year i'll be like man i wish i didn't have to draw all these comics and i could just have fun at shows (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was, we were, uh, I was watching, uh, I forget what it was. Uh, my wife and I were watching a video of uh, the drummer for Tool because of how mm-hmm. big of his setup and all that stuff. She goes, you got, mm-hmm. she has to set, he has to set all that up. I go, the thing about it is when you get to a certain mm-hmm. level, someone yeah. brings the drums for you and someone sets them all up for you. So you just need to get to the level where someone yeah. brings all your books for you and sets it all up for you. So last year, I mean, you, you did that unboxing of the, yeah. the Bish box, the Bish Art Kids Club box, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, last year was when the club really started to start rolling and getting more and more like people. And so almost any show I went to, there was six or seven Bish kids in the area. And so there's many shows where I would ship them books and they would bring stuff or they would run to Target and get like, I always build like those crappy cube three bookcase, three shelf bookcases. And then I just sketch on them and leave them behind um, for whoever wants them. And so I was like, can you grab that? Can you grab this? And so it was, it was a, it's a huge help. And so I think the next step, it would have happened this year probably, but like having kind of like these little pods of, you know, an $80 a month storage space or something just like full of books, like in the middle and then, you know, like have as many of those as I can. So I just like travel super light. Um, but more realistically, hopefully I just get like big enough that the show, every show I go to, I'm invited to, and they say like, what do you need? And I'd say, well, I need you to buy me like eight bags 
and I don't want to carry them all. Like I want to just ship them or something because it's always such a hassle. Like you're like, oh, I and then you 50, 50 pounds in this one, 50 pounds in this one. And then my gate check bag, I put it like 300 pounds because they don't weigh it. And then I get to the gate and I'm like, so would it be easier if, if you guys want to just check this? And they're like, sure. And then they grab it and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> So, if, uh, oh, and you yeah. hope you sell it all, right? I mean, you hope you sell all your yeah. books too, because then it, then you have to bring oh, it back. That's the you. worst. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Is if you bring all that and you don't sell them, and then you have a really sour taste in your mouth for like not just conventions, but that particular convention, you're like, never again, never again. Um, but there have been shows where I just completely sold out, and that's why I was kind of bummed about Seattle, because that is has always been one of my best shows. I think I sold like 250 aggregate books that show, so it was like a lot of weight. And I just left my luggage bags. I was like, screw it. <laughs> I was like, I'll get new ones. I don't want to yes. go home with anything. I was holding onto my backpack like this and just like, ah, it's awesome. That's I'm very awesome, wasteful is the takeaway <laughs> from that whole story. Well, I waste it, bookcases. It, well, the funny about it is like, that's a unique thing. Can you imagine if like these bookcases behind me, it was like Ben Bishop sketch art on the bookcase. Like that's yeah, something. Some people like it. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, I mean, I have this in my room here. I mean, it's not like it's in sure. my living room, but like, yeah the idea that something like that would be a pretty cool, unique thing. It's like, well, a hundred yeah. years from now, some kid's like, well, look at this cool bookcase <laughs> I have, which yeah, let's be honest, if you buy them at Target and they're probably product of war, yeah. they're not going to last a hundred years. But. No, if it gets humid at all, it's going to collapse. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, when people, yeah, they're like, well, I live right down the street or I drove here or whatever. And then it's just a no brainer. I've left like four in Denver. I think actually, I think I have a whole suitcase of books in Denver. Um, being held by somebody right now and they were like i was going to bring them to the last denver con but that got canceled i just found these in the back of my garage it's like well congratulations you may end up keeping them out <laughs> some one day at a con someone's going to come up to you and be like hey man see this luggage i have right here that's actually your luggage yeah you left it's it behind somewhere locked. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll be like just don't don't show it to me keep it yeah i don't want it yeah. speaking of uh time and energy and effort into things obviously you're working on aggregate too right i mean yep doing that stuff too and obviously you have a lot of stuff doing a split decision but you are working on uh the last ronin right for teenage mutant ninja turtles um yeah what is your role again on this so i know you're not in, you're not really involved in book one or what's mm -hmm. the break yeah so the this? whole thing is has been really confusing to a lot of people because um there was an initial like announcement of the new art team um once andy had to leave and I wasn't in the announcement. It was just like a mistake. And so um, every single like article or press release or anything that came out since then, just I'm not in it. And which is a super bummer because someone at like where I'm at in my career would have been huge for me, you know, to get all that notice or whatever. But I can't really complain. I'm still on the book. So, but uh, uh, one of the biggest problems with that is that every day I swear like two or three people I'm like no no I'm still on they're like what'd you do why'd they kick you up and I have to like no no I'm still on it was just a mistake so my involvement is I think I think part of the reason the mistake was made though is because it's a very small involvement on issue one if this whole thing was coming out all five issues in one big book or something it would have been a completely different story I'm hoping my name might have even been on the cover um, because how it was explained to me by Kevin was um, with the exception of issue one I'll be doing like flashbacks um, for this Ronin character and, you know, his life before and how he got to be where he is now being as vague as possible. So I'll be doing all the flashbacks. So it's like kind of a nice style change. Um, we do that in Drawing Blood. The other book I do with Kevin, um, I'm the main artist on that one. And Kevin does the flashbacks on that, which is really fun. 
Um, so he wanted to take kind of that same idea and flip it for this. And so how he explained it to me was that um, issues two through five, it would be almost half the issue um, because there's a lot of like whatever they're trying to explain in that issue. <laughs> and, uh, and so I don't know. I mean, um, issue one, issue one, I do only have one page. It's crazy. Like it, I was like, oh, I'm all geared up. I'm all geared up. The biggest release ever. And they're like, you got one. I'm like, okay. Uh, but I'm fine because I know I'm going to be in the other ones. And it's really exciting. Even if I just had the one, it's really cool. It wouldn't make sense story-wise. But <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping on issues two um, through five um, that, you know, at least like these news outlets and podcasts and whoever's talking about the book, at least like recognize it, that I'm part of it. Because that, that's really good for me just to have people talking about it before they buy the book. Like they'll know, obviously, once they get it, because it'll be written in that. But so my um, that's my involvement. Yeah. And so you got, I mean, obviously for those who don't know, first of all, let's back up a little bit. For those who don't know, what is the story? Not the, yeah. no, we don't know as, as TMNT fans, we don't know who the last Ronin is. We know right. it's a 25% chance on one of, one of the four turtles that, you know, the historical yeah. turtles, but we don't know which, who is the last Ronin, but what is the overall story? The last Ronin about, like it's about a single turtle, yeah. but like it's based in the future, right? Yep. So so it's um it's supposed to be set like 40 years in the future from nowadays um i don't think there's a specific number or date in there that i know of um so it's definitely a future story it's got a lot of you've seen some of the images it's got a lot of like cool um blade runner-ish kind of set designs and cars and motorcycles and, and a lot of mobius influence i don't know if you know that artist um you should um and then um as far as the story, like, I don't even know what they've said. I think, I think it's, I think it's clear that he's like out to get somebody for something. <laughs> That's as vague as I want to be. Yeah. But, um, but the story itself is really special because um, way back in 87, when I was only a year old, um, Peter and Kevin had the idea for the story and Pete actually typed, like typed up this, this uh, it's gotta be like 15 page document which I have a copy of and it's got Pete sketches in it and all this stuff. And he was detailing what this story would be. And it's really crazy. I can't wait till the story's done so we can do another podcast and yeah. I can show you some of that <laughs> uh, or talk about it. But Pete is like a genius and the stuff he had in there. And again, I'm saying Pete is a genius. I don't know how much they like uh, mashed up on it and like um, brain melded. And then Pete maybe was the one who went back to the computer that very well might be the case, but um but he had the whole idea and I believe I heard it was supposed to be like the last story that, that they ever did together, which is why they never did it because they weren't planning on stopping anytime mm -hmm. soon. Um, and so, so now IDW is finally doing it. They just kind of um, went over the hundred issue mark, which is the most turtle issues ever made under one company, um, which is huge. And so like, it's a perfect time to do a story like this, you know, not knowing, you know, is there going to be IDW issue 200 or 300? Like, who knows? But this is like, it's a great milestone time to do it. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's dark. It's definitely dark. Kevin wanted it to be like, I think you can tell from all the images, like a very dark night returns, um, mm. which is, which is so appropriate because so much of the turtles, especially issue one is like an homage to Frank Miller. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, so to do it again, but with like a much bigger high profile kind of classic iconic book like Dark Knight Returns to do it again. Um, but with the turtles, it's like a really, really nice bookend to me. 
Um, and I think, I mean, with your influence into it too, I mean, you do, I mean, you have aggregate, which is a little dystopian style yeah. book as well. So you have that aspect of uh, this, mm. you know, is in your realm as well. Obviously you're also a TMNT artist. So you draw yeah. t- turtles as well. So uh, seeing this, but also it brings it back to what Kevin and Peter started, which is, you know, if you read issue one, they wrote and, and, and uh, did the art for it was way more gritty and way yeah. more, darker than it is now where you see the you know yeah. nothing wrong with some of this poppy style that has been on cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it's grown a franchise i mean you just shared mm-hmm. the article that someone put like one of the most successful yeah. cartoons of all time the yeah. uh, the creator lives in may or from maine uh and kevin eastman but like it, it brings it back to that and that's what i'm excited for i'm excited for that aspect of you know i did find some pdf somewhere online once mm-hmm. and read issues one through three because i think it was the only way i was ever going to be able to read them yeah. really but um and this brings it back to that aspect of a little bit more gritty a little bit more dark uh which i'm pretty excited about too but also i love mystery yeah. i love the idea that yeah. you don't know like we don't know until we pick up a comic book and yeah. find out on when i you know the way this is going to release on wednesday the day the issue first issue comes out it's mm-hmm. i'm going to pick up pick it up and read it and be like oh who is the last ronin and so it's really cool mm-hmm. that aspect of it too yeah i i think you're right about like the darkness level and the grittiness like fans are always clamoring myself included for like more like the original movie like how dark it was and you know it was a great balance too because it was still for kids but it was dark it was almost like a carbon copy of issue one in a lot of ways um which i really loved about it and so i think that they're excited about that they're excited about the mystery i don't even know if it was the intention from day one to be like we're not going to tell people who it was and it'll create this massive hype and make it the best-selling turtle comic of all time but like that's what happened like this thing has now sold um, the last I heard, over 130,000 copies, which is the most ever. And obviously, a big part of that is due to all these comic shops knowing, like, this is, like, one of the biggest books coming out this year. Let's do our own cover. And then, of course, every uh, shop or retailer who does their own cover, there's a minimum of those. And then those are selling out, too, though. So it's not like the numbers are just from stores buying their own comics those stores are buying their own comics and then all their comics are already sold out in most cases. Like all these variant covers are just like spoken for and pre-sold. I know I'm doing three different covers um, and two of them are already sold out and the book comes out on Wednesday. I'm going to actually pick up them tomorrow. So I'm excited. Um, Even though I've only got one page. (laughs) No, it's a good page though. Uh, You'll see. Um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you much, but okay. no, no, yeah, I, so I, I said, think it's I a pivotal. Say, no I think it's a pivotal all, so. Yeah, you don't want them either. You want to? No, read I don't want them. I'm yeah. a fan, so yeah. it's like, why would I yeah. want this? Book? I, but in the same sense, like, you know, the, the second I open it up, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot of things that I don't know now. So it's like it's a couple yeah. days from now. It's not like it's a year from now. But like, yeah, um, you write about the, the the selling out and stuff of like that. I mean, my comic book shop, Galactic Comic Books in Bangor. He would, yeah. in his email to all of his polis people, he was like, uh, yeah, just to let you know, you can't, I'm not gonna be able to give you three copies of each, or da, 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 all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's getting one, a one, a one, one in 10 or a couple one in 10s and a couple one in 25s or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just fascinating. I, I just, to see me be able to just buy a turtles comic book and I just bought one ten. there was no issue. I just bought it. There was probably, mm-hmm. there's probably still some on the shelf at the comic book shop. And then mm-hmm. to think about some of that, they, I mean, it's going to be like, I, my equivalent was in Bangor because there's such a smaller area for comic book shops. There's only two in, in the Bangor mm-hmm. area. And uh, when I went and bought Walking Dead 192, 
was the last issue, 192, 193, whatever it is, the last issue they did of The Walking Dead, someone had caught wind that it was the last issue and I was in there getting my pull list and the guy was like, I don't see any Walking Deads on the shelf. And he's like, well, they're all sold out. He goes, you opened three minutes ago. It's like all the pull list people bought them and they're already yeah. spoken for. And he's just like, really? And it's like, that's what yeah. I'm getting with this, this, this uh, last Ronin, which is like, they're not even going to be on the shelves at any of these stops, shops. You're just going to be able to walk. No one's just going to be able to walk in up the street and grab them. Hopefully yeah. there is a few yeah. here and there, but. There's, there's, there's a second printing coming. I believe that's already been announced. And I think it's going to come out around the same time as issue two, which will be nice, you know, getting it back on people's minds. Cause there's a little bit of a gap between when this one comes out and when issue two comes out. Um, I know because I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's so, um, but yeah, I think you're totally right. It's, it's just exciting. And, and, and there are so many other things to find out that people are going to be talking about. So it's like right now, it's like, who's the last Ronin? Who's the last Ronin? It could be like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's this girl? You know, um, who's, the, who's the villain? Who's this villain? Who's that villain? Where's this guy been the whole time? Like there's so much um, in there and like, I'm still finding it out. Like it's very much like happening in real time. And it's crazy to see, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, but like, how nuts Kevin is being about it being perfect, like perfect. Like he's, they're rewriting stuff, him and Tom, like up to the, up to the minute. My page was done the day before it went to print. And that was because of all the people in front of me who I need to wait on in order to do it, like script layout. So Kevin's also doing, in addition to like co-plotting and, and, and working with Tom to write the thing, he's doing layouts for every single page. So that means all the futury pages that um, the twin, the brothers are doing. Um, and, and, and so it, it all has that like Eastman sensibility to his action, which is like, it's not the same as it was in issue mm -hmm. one because it's better, but it's like, Oh, you know it when you see it, Kevin uses a lot of like really small panels, like fast, you know, action cuts and just like some pages will have like a, a trillion panels up top. And then like one, square flat in the middle of the page and it's just like what are you doing like he, he just <laughs> makes up his own rules and i love it like i try and maximize because i we do the opposite on our book drawing blood where even on his flashbacks i do layouts and he he does the finals on them and so like my i have a lot of like wide panels that go from edge to edge and like fill every spot and, and you know i'm not necessarily like a grid like three 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 but i stick to well i ruled it out you know and and Kevin is just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like really cool and refreshing um, to see, especially in a book with heavy action like this. So uh, speaking of, uh, you know, the hype and all that stuff too, do you look at any online, any of these like advanced reviews and, and, and speculation and stuff like that? Do you look at that as a, yeah. as an artist yourself or do you just try to avoid that? No, I do. And I, at this point, like it's still in my career, I'll like Google myself and be like, is anyone talking about me today? Like, <laughs> and usually you get the hockey player, right? From Maine. Yeah. Yeah. I always get the freaking hockey player. I hope that he's now Googling himself and being like, who's this comic kid fucking up my search results? Like, um, I got to meet him. Um, but yeah, so, but I've been doing that with last run, especially cause I'm like, how many articles am I just not mentioned in? That's fine. That's fine. So I'm hoping it'll be different from two to five, but but yeah, I do, I do look at it and, and it's funny, like the rabbit holes that they go down with like such little information, like they think they figured stuff out or, and it's just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like people were analyzing all the variant exclusives, like, 
oh, well, in that one, he's using a sword. It must be Leo. Oh, in this one, it's kind of tinted purple. It must be Donnie. And I was just, like, I told you, Bish Kids, I was like, let me let you in on a little secret. And they were like, who is it? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I can tell you that none of the very artists know. <laughs> it's like, I think maybe, like, two of them maybe know. But, like, it's not, it's not privileged information, you know. Or, I mean, it is privileged information. It's just that, like, if they were to tell that many artists, like, everyone would know, you know. It would get out. So, it's fun to see those like rabbit holes though, or even the artists who I think were like really, really close. I'm like, oh, do they know? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, funny. like I said at the beginning, it's like you have 25% chance, really. I mean, in, in a sense yeah. that if you say that it is one of the four good odds. original turds, turtles, you're going to, you have pretty good odds that you can figure. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this new Marvel character in the entire Marvel universe, it's one of yeah. these people. It's yeah, that'd be impossible. Plus, they all like I, you know in the facial features from a distance, uh-huh. from you know you know silhouette of them and so on. It's you know a turtle's a turtle, so it's not like yeah. they're that different that you'd be able to like look at a turtle and be like, that's the oh, I know who that is. You know, yeah. you have to you know that's why they have the different colored things yeah. nowadays is because you need and to especially apart. especially with the precedent they've set since '83, which is that like the best part about turtles. We may have talked about this last time, but for me, one of the coolest things about turtle comics is like the style changes drastically depending on who's drawing it. And people still know that's the turtles. Like Eric Talbot's turtles look night and day compared to Jim Lawson's, compared to Steve Levine's, compared to Mateo Sanluco. Like, and, but people aren't like, worry, what's going on? Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's turtles, you get it. But if you were to try that with like Superman or something, I don't know if people would dig it as much. Like it still has to look like Superman iconic, like, well, I you mean, know. Todd McFarlane got that crap, you know, when he left Marvel because the way he mm-hmm. drew Spider-Man wasn't the way you were supposed to draw Spider-Man. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. There, it is cool that, it, I mean, because Kevin Eastman's turtles look different than your turtles. It's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it, and you know Kevin Eastman. When you look at a Kevin Eastman, you, do, you, you yeah. know that's his artwork. Um, that's, why, but, that's why it's really, like, challenging working from his layout sometimes because a lot of what he'll lay out will depend on proportions and stuff. So say, like, the turtles like punching somebody or jumping over something or getting on to a bike or a car or something like I draw longer legs longer arms smaller hands like smaller heads like he's got his style I've got mine um, and you just have to like find this middle ground and I think that the guys who are drawing um, the last Ronin, and the main the main artists um, I still don't know how to say their first names but it's like Esau and Isaac I think Irbeck um, maybe um, they do such a good job of like kind of like streamlining and, and cleaning up how Kevin would do it if he were to just do the whole thing. And I think it looks really cool. Like I was, I was really impressed with their art. I was so sad to see Andy leave. Cause I thought he was a perfect fit. He has that like dark Knight returns kind of style. It's very chunky, huge black areas. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, they're never going to find someone. And then they brought these guys in and I was like, Oh, that's pretty good. It's very different than Andy too. It's like thinner lines, but, but like really gritty. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you already know what it's like to work with the creators of TMNT because you've been working with Kevin for a little while now. So it's not like uh, that's a surprise to you, but is it easier to work with someone who created the original characters? I mean, like, you know, you've done, know. you've done Transformers and Batman and all these other stuff, but you've never really worked with the people who created the actual characters. So Yeah. yeah. I think I think with Kevin because we did the Raphael macro series, mm-hmm. the uh, Target R mm-hmm. book, and he did 
so that was the first time where I was doing, that was actually the first time I did any turtle interiors like that got published because I was just covers and stuff before that. But again, he did the layouts and things like that. And so I think that's my best um, um, place to look to answer that question. And I think, I think what I do is I just like, I hold what he says in such high regard, like it's law. Like, so if I, like, it's different if he's talking about like pacing or the way I'm drawing buildings or something. But when it comes to like the turtles, it's like, like he'll say stuff like, oh, a more, a more traditional head shape or something like that, you know? And I'll know exactly what he means. Um, and so I just kind of, I'm not going to argue it either. Cause it's like, those are his, his characters, whether he still has the rights or not, they're his and Pete's. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the Mirage guys too. So like I do the same thing when I'm, um, you know, doing something with Steve uh, Levine or, or Eric, or uh, I'm really drawn anything with Eric, but I take what they say and like their sensibilities and, and things like that, like really to heart. Cause those guys created essentially the style guide for everything. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I, we've talked about this before because we talked about um, you working with Kevin and all that stuff and getting drawing blood. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, did you get the art, this job because of your connection with drawing blood and Kevin Eastman, or was there another avenue you went to find? So did Kevin just call you and say, Hey, I want you to do the yeah. flashbacks or. So we're deep into drawing blood volume two right now. So in addition to doing the aggregate volume two, my own book, we were already in the middle of, drawing blood volume two which is it's four issues long so it's just over just over 80 pages so it's a lot of work and i was just you know every day getting you know page here page there page there and and he would you know go great 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 and fill us in on what he was doing and he kept mentioning last ronin and and how like andy might not be able to continue and and i said something like i really wish i could but I am slammed. Like, I was like, I have so much work to do. I wish I could help, but I'm not even like, I was trying to like, I guess in my subconscious, I was like, don't forget I'm here, but also like, man, that would be a nightmare if he said yes. Like, <laughs> and so, so that happened for a couple of weeks. Like he was still kind of talking about what might happen. And then he mentioned, well, maybe just the flashbacks or something like that. And so then it kind of became something we were going to do. And we, we spoke to David uh, Avaloni, the writer on Drawing Blood, to make sure he was cool with it because it's obviously going to slow that down a little bit. Um, and we told all our backers on Kickstarter and I told all my aggregate two backers. And so like for now, it's like just hoping everyone can just cool and, and wait because that means they're going to have three awesome books instead of one awesome book and two rushed books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it kind of went down like that. I definitely wasn't asking for it. And at first it was definitely not like an Andy replacement. I was going to be working with Andy, which I thought would be super cool too. Um, and then it just became like, Oh, new artists for the main thing. And you're still going to do flashbacks and yeah, it's cool. It just kind of came together. Yeah. And it's nice. It's only five issues too. It's not like you have this commitment mm -hmm. to make, you're not like, you're not going to eventually have to say I'm backing away myself cause I'm too busy. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, five issues. Yeah. And we can deal with it at the end of it and, and you can go back to doing what you were doing and stuff like that. But it, like, it, it's amazing though. Like the fifth issue won't come out till May, 2021. So it's still like my indefinite future. <laughs> like It's just like, Ooh, all right. But I've been picking away like, like today I got drawing blood done. I got two done yesterday, two pages. So I'm like, like, as I'm waiting for, 
for Kevin's layouts, I'm jumping back to drawing blood and I'm just trying to get like as many as I can done so that when it comes time to jump on last Ronin, I can get as many of those as I can done. And so it's really the first time I've efficiently bounced between books. I never have liked to do it. Um, and Drawing Blood is such a different book. It's like guys in, in like collared shirts and car chases and it's very emotional expressions. And I mean, Target R's, or not Target R, but Last Ronin's emotional too, but it's more punching. <laughs> have you ever, did you actually accidentally draw a turtle into Drawing Blood yet or is that not? <laughs> yeah, actually we have. Like, yeah, oh, like, look at this like, turtle in I, a suit, weird, oops. <laughs> I, I hide them everywhere. There's uh, if you look in, Oh, it hasn't come out yet, but here's an exclusive. In issue five, which will be issue one of volume two, uh, there's a scene where like Shane is on a on a plane and he's he's wigged out on all these pills. <laughs> and uh, you can see Troy Little does all the hallucinations mm -hmm. uh, because he does all the ragdoll stuff, all the radically rearranged worm ragdolls. And he drew one of the, the samurai turtles from Turtles 3 on the TV screen. Like, so <laughs> they're watching Turtles 3. And I actually, I was going to pull this out when you mentioned like crossover stuff mm. in that Raphael macro series that I drew um, that Kevin wrote, mm. there's uh, a Shane Bookman um, and beastly Easter egg <laughs> here. And this is like a, such a pivotal scene because this is the first, this is a flashback too. It's the yeah. first time um, Raph gets mad. So like he was just kind of created he's running through the streets he's like not even fully muted uh mutated yet like his hands are all stuck together and and he gets beat up by these thugs and then he's like that makes me angry and so it's like i thought of it as like raf being born and shane bookman is kind of supposed to be the fictional true story of kevin eastman uh, yeah. and so i was like oh this will work out really well if i can make kevin responsible for raf's rage <laughs> like, so so that was my thinking there that's how i sold it to them and I don't think That's IDW awesome. noticed, so they never asked us to take it out. <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> yeah. but I was like laughing because I'm like, it's. I feel like with all the products that you have, it's hard. I mean, obviously you're smart enough and know not to draw a character you're not supposed to draw. But like, yeah, you know whether or not you to. ever like accidentally put a turtle in a suit and tie, yeah. or you accidentally have a turtle do uh, like pills or like. Yeah. Well, I'm always trying. I'm always trying to sneak that stuff in and kind of skirt under the legality, or at least like, oh, that's small enough, no one will notice. Um, there's a lot of in Drawing Blood issue four. They're at New York Comic Con. Like you can see it on the back of the book here, at the Javits Center. Yeah. And so it's like the background is going to be full of comic booky stuff. And it's like either I make all that up, which is going to take a long time, and some of it's not going to be that good. Or I'll do what I always do. I'll sprinkle in as many of my things as I can, yes. you know. But then there's like people walking around in cosplay. And so there's a, there's a lot of people that are like kind of like a Power Ranger or kind of like a Wookiee. <laughs> um, but we didn't do too much turtle stuff because uh, Kevin Eastman's actually in Drawing Blood issue four. He meets me, Shane Bookman, mm -hmm. and David Avalone. So it's very meta. And so we're like, we couldn't just have like, too much turtle stuff in there um because yeah wouldn't make sense so so when drawing blood ends up on tv at some point is that are you gonna play yourself in that that cameo or is that uh <laughs> if they do that if it ends up on tv and they do that scene i would be stoked um if they if it ends up on tv and he's just not like you know some blonde guy or like 100 years old and they change everything about it like who knows what they'll want to change yeah. but we haven't there's not much I could say there either, but there's stuff in the works that's really exciting. I, I, and, and I think you announced that on when you guys did your announcement yeah. of this uh, the the was yeah. it New York Comic Con special. Yeah, 
Um, what did we say? It was San know? Diego Comic Con special, but it was something you were saying something along the lines that that it you're still wanting to because originally it was supposed yeah. to be that way, wasn't it? Wasn't it written for yeah. to be on TV? It was written as a TV show or a movie yeah. or something like that, I think. And that you said that it was going to be there, not you, but Kevin said that. Yeah. They're still working towards that, so I don't know what the actual. I don't yeah. think there was anything really given away, but I was just saying, so, like it does, it does fit towards it would be a cool Netflix oh, or, so or HBO show. It would be really cool. I've been gushing over the volume two stuff, especially issue seven, like because so volume one's one through four, and then this one's five through eight, and like I'm drawing some of the seven pages right now, and I've I've been sending like some of the scripts to some close friends and stuff. They're like, you've got to read this. Like, Oh my God, people are going to cry. Like, it's just so well done. So well written. Like David is totally killing it. And like, obviously with Kevin mm-hmm. and him mind melding on, you know, the plot and the ideas. And, um, but man, it's so good. Um, what I was going to say is there are things like um, being talked about and still in the works. Um, but the coolest part is those things want to remain as close to the comic as possible. They've said, so like, even if it were, um, you know, live action, it would stick to, you know, what we've done because David comes from that. Like he's a writer for that, like for, for movies and TV mm-hmm. and things like that. And so he knows, even though this is written for comics, he knows like the perfect structure, like at the end of book one, like volume one, our cliffhanger, I was just like, oh, are you kidding? Like, it's so good. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's the perfect cliffhanger. Like, I think I'm an okay writer. And then I read stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, I can get better. So it's good. But um, and then if it were animated or something, the animation people have said they want to, they want it to look like my art, which would be like my dream. Cause then there would be like little toys and shirts. And um, if they change the style, it's a little less cool. But if it was actually like trying to mimic what I had already done, that would be the ultimate. That's what I want. Yeah. That's like one of those things. It's like the, the, uh, you know, owning an action figure or something small that yeah. I have and have it be your actual artwork would be pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, Cause like you've done like, Obviously, we can talk a little bit about the Bish uh, Kids um, yeah. Club as well. But um, the idea that you've done a lot of your own stuff, you know, like you've done mm-hmm. the Bish Kids, you get these things that are one-off things. But like, mm-hmm. to actually, this is not easy to do. <laughs> like, this is not, you yeah. couldn't just do a hundred yeah. action figures. It would be way too expensive to do it. But to have yeah. your artwork to be that kind of a style would be pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> yeah, I would... I would lose it. Uh, I know, like, I feel like I'm getting closer. I feel like drawing blood's really close, honestly. But I do know, I know guys who that's happened to. And I'm just like, you're so lucky. Like Andy Kuhn in, in particular, like they based um, the Batman TMNT movie, the animated movie off his style. And so then they made figures. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, Mateus Santaluco doesn't even have IDW, like figures of his style, which is such like a iconic IDW style now. And well, Andy Coon has like this whole whole array, like all the way from like Alfred to Batgirl to Batman, like like what the hell, like <laughs> so lucky. And then I know uh, Jose Lopez, who did that Transformers Prime show, mm-hmm. is my favorite Transformers show. Like that's all just based on his style. And they made working Transformers out of his art. It's like how <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about it every day as an artist, as a graphic yeah. artist. And like this is not my can. This is a can that uh, Phonics did. Um, uh, it's a collaboration with us. Um, I don't have any of my cans right in front of me. I don't think. I do. Yeah. It's a van life can that I drew um, yep. on the iPad Pro. And so this is cool. And I was just talking about it the other night, just uh, the small amount of things of like um, seeing it on the shelf 
you know, at, in Kittery or in, in Westbrook yeah. or whatever, you just walk into a store mm-hmm. or a beer store and you're like, oh my God, that's my can on the shelf. And sometimes I yeah. lose that because so many cans are produced and we sell so much beer mm-hmm. across the state that I lose that aspect of it. But like every once in a while, I get grounded to the point where I'm like, holy shit, that's my yeah. art on that can in yeah. that store. And then I mentioned to one of my coworkers the other day, uh, I think it was on Saturday, that when we went to New York City for Orner Brewing Company back in 2017, I created the poster, like the, the graphic design for the poster that we promoted with us and Bissell and Allagash and a couple of other breweries, uh, yeah. Oxbow and Bunker. And I was laughing because I went into the bar with Blind Tiger, which is this, like historical, awesome beer bar in, in, in New York City. Oh, wow. And I look on the shelf or on the wall and in a frame is my poster, right? And I'm laughing out loud and Abe, one of our owners goes, what is wrong? I go, you know how long it takes some artists to get their artwork hung in New York City? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. there's my artwork right there on the wall. And oh. I'm like, the funny thing is, it's not just on a cork board. It's in a frame because that's how they promoted the event. But I was just yeah. like, my art is in a frame in New York City right now. I'm like, what the that's hell? That's crazy. <laughs> before, I, before I started doing labels for Masons, um, I was really, really into Baxter because they were kind of some of the first in Maine, like doing really, really cool labels. And so I was like, I got to get the Baxter. And I had like talked to Luke Livingston online mm-hmm. a lot. And, and, you know, so we were, we we're friends online and whatever. So I, I rolled over to Baxter and they had, I did this other book called Lost Trail. I don't know if you've seen that one, mm-hmm. but it's based on the famous main story, Lost on a Mountain in Maine. Um, it's the graphic novel adaptations, true story, Don Fenler. He was 12 years old, got lost on Mount Totten for nine days, found his way off, wrote a book about it. Uh, and now this one's read in schools too. But I went to Baxter and they had my page up on the wall behind the taps. And it was my page of the mighty Pomola because they have a beer mm-hmm. called yep. Pomola. And so it's like this moose man, uh, eagle monster. And I was like, whoa, that's dope. And then I looked at their cans and I was like, you guys copied my drawing. <laughs> on your cans <laughs> and they're like no no it's different it was the exact same pose everything i was like you said the bitches but i still love luke he's not even there anymore but no he's not um, and they changed i so, don't even know they've changed so much stuff there now that i don't yeah. even know like their cans are different and everything is different now. yeah i really like, don't yeah. i mean i don't know anyone there so i'm not trying to offend anyone but i don't like their cans anymore they're not good <laughs> i don't know about their beer because yeah. the I only two like, cans that are good looking the only two cans that are good looking in the state of maine are, are or in a brewing company and Oh, we, uh, and Mason's anyway, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the that. aggregate can there. I love that can. Um, That's on my, my Ben Bishop shelf that has a can and then other stuff from other can. people because, <laughs> because I don't nice. have anything that small. It's like a little, yeah. one of those, like, these are those cube shelves from, from uh, Target. And I don't yeah. have anything small enough from Ben Bishop to go on the Ben Bishop shelf. So it's a couple of like Funko Pops. All the- all the shit I make is huge. Yeah. It's like, here you a go, here's a book. <laughs> George Perez uh, drawing a picture for me in a can of aggregate. And there you go. Yeah. Next to George Perez drawing a picture for me, though. Is that cool? Damn, that's awesome. I can see that from here. Yeah. <laughs> the that's George cool, Perez, the, he did a Thanos for me in person. That's one of the best things I'll ever say about missing cons right now in, in having friends, Jay and Will, who own the Bangor Comic yeah. and Toy Con, and having small cons is the fact that I paid 40 bucks for a drawing it's on the wall over there that's uh of thanos that george perez drew for me in front of me for yeah. me in like first of all like in like seven minutes so screw him yeah. for that no but like <laughs> and then he was like hey yeah you have any comic books you want me to sign and signed whatever comic books i wanted for 40 bucks and i was like yeah. that was cool it was a it was a con in massachusetts 
uh, in like Wilmington, Massachusetts or something like that. And it was just like this small place, but I got this Jim Steranko at one point. He signed that for me. I met him, had conversations with Jim Steranko about Stan Lee. And I had comment, I, um, what's his name? Who does, um, he did the Marvel zombie stuff for a while. Arthur Sadai, he did a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like these small cons or you meet people that you would never think you'd ever meet. And, yeah. you know, George Perez is no longer going to cons anymore and all that stuff. So it's like, that's the cool thing that I missed about going to, to cons nowadays is those interactions that we're never going to get again. And some of these yeah. artists are going to be cut short. Some of these older artists that maybe never will go to a con again because they're afraid yeah. of whatever the future looks like. And yeah, it's probably uh, going to remain kind of sketchy for a little bit or risky mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I did, I do the same thing when I don't have a table and I'm just like running around and getting everything I can. I've got all these pages up along the walls here. Um, that's, what's cool about it. And it's, it's tough because so many people like you and, and like what we're talking about, you would they essentially made you as a fan they made the fan that weekend you know what i mean like you're already a fan but but some strangers weren't you know and or they saw what they what he was doing for you and they were like wait can we do that and then they started talking and like they got one for their kid whatever like so i think about just like the comic book industry as a whole like in 2020 and it's like so many creators that i mean i feel like i'm i'm good at the social media and i'm always out there and so like I don't feel like I'm at a standstill, but I feel like so many people, like they've been building, 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 growing, growing, growing. And now they're just like waiting. And it's like, what am yep. I going to do? Like, which sucks as far as like building their fan base and, and, and pe- more people knowing about them, you know? Well, and you have active work. So one of the things, one of the conversations I had with, with, with Jim Steranko was like, there's no retirement in comic no. books. There's no such thing as a, as a, you know, when, when he was contracted to draw, you know, Nick Fury agents of shield, he didn't get a, a, a retirement plan and health insurance and all that stuff. He's contracted to do a job and someone at his age basically has to go to cons every weekend mm-hmm. to pay mm-hmm. a lot of, they not have to, but like, you know, in order to have a pretty good life and the life that he's been having his entire life, it's like, got to go to these Wilmington, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. small cons to pay for his life. And so it's like, whenever I see someone who's like a historical artist like Jim Steranko, I mean, like, I didn't know much about him as a first knowing into comic books because he stopped being quote unquote relevant many years yeah. before I got into comic books. People um, go out but, of style. And so yeah. like, when I, I was like, no, but I'm going to meet him. And I had conver- literally, he was having conversations with one of the, I would have a tattoo of Stan Lee on my arm. So like, I got to have a conversation with the guy who used to work alongside with him and yeah. just shoot the shit with them. And it was like, now I'm a fan of this piece of art behind me. Now I'm a fan whenever something comes up about Jim Steranko. And people always ask me why Thanos is my favorite villain. Because I liked him. Yeah. But then I met Jim, uh, um, George Perez. Yeah. And he drew Thanos for me in person. So from that point on, it solidified that one of my favorite Marvel villains of all time is going to be Thanos. Because I got the guy, yeah. meet the guy that drew him. And that happened because you had that experience that you wouldn't have happened if you didn't go to that show that day. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole year full of experiences that didn't happen. <laughs> the new experiences, I guess. Well, and, and so then Stranko, speaking, speaking in on, uh, drawing blood. Did you know that? Oh, there you go. Look at that hair. He's got yeah. the best hair in the industry. It's like he a, does. It's like Egon from the animated yeah. series. Uh, it's like toothpaste hair. I love it. I mean, he was kind of the guy that wears sunglasses inside still. Like it's just. Yeah. But like he's like uh, what I, my point of the story, I guess, is that you have work, right? You're still working. You're still doing your own thing, and you're doing drawing blood and you're doing um, the yeah. last Ronin. Whereas 
what is Jim Steranko doing now with no cons? He's yeah. just sitting at home now. Well, maybe he's liking it. Maybe his life is like, oh God, thank God I don't have to go anywhere. But, but the idea that those people who were, you know, going con to con and I talked talk to Jay and Will about like some of these old wrestlers, like they didn't, again, no health insurance, no retirement, no. anything like that for wrestling. So they're going to cons to sign pictures and take photos with people. And yeah. the past seven months, this entire con season basically was gone and none of those people got to make money off of it. And it's like, that's some of the problem I miss about this whole BS 2020 we've dealt with, but hopefully someday we actually get into it. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like the comics, as far as creators, it's, it's changed um, because there's more people like me who are like, well, I've seen how that goes. Like, first of all, Kevin and Pete did what they did with turtles because they'd seen how that goes with Kirby. Like, Kirby used to send in his original art and then never get it back. Like just cause that was the business then. And he would be killing himself harder than any of us do now, you know, and, and he would get, you know, uncredited. He's still not really credited as the mm-hmm. co-creator on many of these characters. And so Kevin and Pete were like, F that we're going to do our own thing and we're going to keep the rights. And they did. And they made this massive, massive franchise and they, and they let go of the rights when they felt like they were done talking and, and, and telling stories about the turtles when they had nothing left to say about it, you know, and it was just a good time for them. But for people like me, it's like a whole, whole world of creators now who are just like, well, yeah, I've got my own books. Like self-publishing used to be such a, oh yeah, well you'll get there one day. And it's like, screw you. It's like, just because the publisher says no to your book, it's probably because they can only publish 10 books a year. They already have 10 books they want to do. You know, they can put you in for four years from now, or they don't know you, or why wouldn't they use a bigger name? Like, it makes sense. Like, but that's not, that's never been a, and it took me not too long, less time than most, but it took me a little bit to realize that that was the case. They're not saying like, you're not ready. They are saying you're not ready yet, but it's bullshit. And they're saying, you know, keep working on this, keep working on that, get back to us next year. Um, but really like I said, okay, well maybe I'll just do it myself. And so I, I self-published my first book that led me to Lost Trail. Lost Trail led to other things. And then when it came time to do aggregate, I had like cold feet. I was like, okay, this, this thing called Kickstarter, where basically you tell people what you want to draw. Like I had three pages done of the aggregate and like a cover that never got used. And out of those three pages, only one of them made it into the book. And so basically Kickstarter was just me saying like, hey, you've seen how I draw. Some of you have seen how I write. Here's a story I want to tell. If you think it's good enough and it sounds interesting, like buy one early. I'll make it and then I'll ship it to you, which is how Kickstarter works um, when done right. And <laughs> it was just crazy. I hit the goal like the first day and it was like super, super um, heartwarming to know, oh, like all these people do want to see what this book will be like. Um, and that's a lot of creators right now. And so um, they're kind of planning for that rainy day. There's, there's organizations for guys like Steranko called like the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Um, where they take donations and they hold like big um, auctions of original art to put that money into people who like may have had like a terrible year like this or something for those old creators. But for us young people, like you got to make your own way. Like you got to do your own books. If no one wants to publish your books, Um, don't take it as like a reflection of your art. Like you can take the critiques. I got a lot of art feedback specifically and you take it or leave it. When I started getting the same notes from more than two people, I would go, okay, maybe they're onto something. (laughs) Um, and I would change that aspect of what I was doing or work on it or something. But like right now, there's no reason to not just do it yourself. And then I uh, hope you make it through like terrible years or months like this. 
so that you can just keep doing what you said you wanted to do for the rest of your life as much as it hurts your back and doesn't make that much money. <laughs> so. and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing also with, with, with modern day things too, the internet helps. Yeah. I mean, I follow you on, on oh, yeah. your, your, your Facebook page and obviously your other pages, your Instagram, stuff like that. And you're able to say, Hey, you know what? I've got this cool piece of artwork. Bid starts at zero ends at 10 o'clock yeah. tonight. Do you want it? Yeah, I've been doing Put it out there and doing the yeah. auctions. And then, then you have the ability to sell that on your own. You get your own payment done. You get your own stuff done. You don't have to worry about getting approval from someone up top mm-hmm. or whatever you are the person up top like you have yeah. that ability too so that's what's pretty cool about that as well as well as things yeah. like fish you gotta build that fan base in those aspects of it too but but the idea behind you getting your own fan base is not that you want ben bishop as to be the character <laughs> like you don't want mm-hmm. you to be the sole um person that people pay attention to but in the same no. sense like i was saying before about um having we were what we were talking about before about having your own like kind of fallback plan but another way to make money or another way to support yourself in the industry they're in. Um, yeah. And, but because of Ben Bishop, the person, and because you own your own titles like aggregate and, you know, and then co, you know, but also work on things like drawing blood and, and, and so on yeah. and stuff like that. But people know Ben Bishop as a person now because you've cultivated your own thing as well. And so like, mm when I read something about George Perez, like I was talking about before is I've only known him because of Marvel. And I really basically know his Marvel. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he went to DC Mm -hmm. and did a bunch of cool stuff at DC, but I'm not a DC fan. So I just, you know, Mm -hmm. left him there, but I found out you, the, uh, you know, your artwork and your stuff. And because of your stuff, like the aggregate, I then fell in love with things. Like I started reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. I hadn't read it in years. And so wow. I started, went out there and I was buying, I'm went backwards cause I'm trying to, it's easier yeah. to find newer issues than it is older issues. But of this current series, I went back and bought, I'm like back to the issue 77, trying mm. to collect those and trying to see those. And so it's like, you've helped me find the other way. I've, I've been a fan oh, of you cool. because of the opposite. And yeah. I joined mm-hmm. the fish kids cause of you. Yeah. And you, I mean, here's a question for you really quickly before we get into the Bish Kids Art or Bish Art Kids yeah. Club. Do you normally do special boxes or is this just a lo, uh, last Ronin special box? I mean, because I've seen the boxes before yeah. just be the Bish Art boxes. Yeah. Well, so um, the club, let me back up a little bit. Yes. So what you said was, was pretty interesting. I like thinking about it because it wasn't, I never would have dreamed the club would be what it is right now. And I think by like three months from now, it'll be even more than I thought it was or would be now. So, cause like I, I started my whole social media, like kind of presence, just like super like honest for the most part, I wouldn't post negative stuff. Like no one wants to see a bad drawing that you're doing or anything like that. But I would post just as many pictures of me like grilling or my dogs or something like that as I would my art. And that was just because it's like, this is my Instagram. This is everything I'm doing. It wasn't just to make money off my art. It wasn't just to like get likes because of my dogs. And, but like one hand, you know, like my dog was fucking cool looking and then got me some followers. And I was like, well, it was pretty cool. And I've just been building it like based on me. This is me. This is me. This is my life. Well, you know, minus most of the negative stuff I don't want to show you. Um, and then building that fan base. And even earlier when we were talking about like, critiques for artists and stuff I go to like portfolio reviews for the art college main college of art and like there's so many good people and then they're just like yeah you think I could get published you think I could get published and I was like what's your Instagram look like 
and they're like, well, you know, I've been thinking about doing one. And I'm like, that's all you should be doing. <laughs> like you should be building up that Instagram while you're building up your skills so that like when you're ready to go, Hey, I've, I've got all the artwork. I got a hundred pages for a book. Who wants one? You can just get pre-orders. My very first book, Nathan, the caveman, I got pre-orders. Um, and that was in 2007. Like, so it was before Instagram and all that crap, but it was just Facebook. I'm on page 200, 201, 203. And I was like drumming up excitement for it. Um, but so that turned into this idea for a club. I was like, well, I've got all these exclusive, you know, variant covers. Now I had like a handful of turtle ones, maybe like four or five. And I was like, I should just start a, like a diehard fan club and I'll send them a box of random stuff I've done. So it was all stuff that had previously been done. And I started that in 2017. That was the Bishart Kids Club. And like a lot of the first, I think the first 10 members are all still members today. Like it's wild. Like Chris Vance was number three. I know mm -hmm. that one. Um, Trent Gary was number one. He's still number one. Ryan Uris was one of the first 10. I'm doing a lot of name dropping. I can't name you all. Um, but <laughs> so, I, I can, I got, I'm one of the first 100, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's still small. Like a hundred seems big, but like if this, becomes like a big club being one of the first 100 is pretty sweet because my point is those boxes used to come just like anything I ship a brown mailer um, what's in here and I had this massively complicated spreadsheet where I would try and check off what people already had and then so every ship day and I, I used to ship monthly too man it was a nightmare so I wasn't getting any work done because I was like okay what does this person already have and I would like rifle around and people are getting doubles of everything and and so that's when I switched to quarterly boxes segueing into what you actually asked mm. um this was the so this is the first box so there's only been um i think five quarters of the quarterly boxes so after four of these i switched to the last ronin and it, and it just so happened to be like perfect timing for when this book is coming out um i actually did that drawing just for the box and i was like oh everyone's gonna be so stoked when they see that and then a shop reached out to me who's actually owned by uh, a bish kid himself. He was like, Hey, do you, do you want to do a variant? <laughs> and I was like, well, I do have this one piece I already did, but I kind of wanted it to be a surprise. So I had to spoil the box for him, but we just did that as a variant. And that is actually the one that sold out. And I think about like an hour or so. And then we did metal covers of it and those sold out in four minutes. It was crazy. It's, so yes, that is a special box. Uh and so will you, and this is not for me personally to know as a bish kid, yeah. but like, will you go back to the other size style boxes or are you going to try to do every quarter different boxes or every year different boxes or you don't it, know? It, de it depends on how many people are in the group too, because like when I first ordered these boxes, there's a print minimum. So I had to order, I think a hundred of them and we only had maybe 30 boxes shipping. And so those kind of lasted because then the next shipment, I was like, damn, I need 10 more boxes. So I had to do a new order, new order. And so like the more people we have, the more I can kind of pick and choose what boxes are going out. But I do still have some of these white ones and some of those Ronin ones. So I think the next quarter, um, not sure what I'm going to do. I do want to do new boxes every now and then have it be a surprise, but there will be some members who get the old boxes next quarter. So it'll be kind of like a, uh, a shuffle of sorts, but I think I'm going to pick people. I'm going to try and pick people who don't have, like new people who didn't get that one or new yeah. people who never got the white one. Um, but again, it's like, imagine keeping hey, all that straight. Like people yeah, don't so understand. You're going to go back to another spreadsheet. You're going to go back to the spreadsheet yeah. again and you're going to hate it. <laughs> I am. Yeah. No. So I have an, I have an assistant now. She's wonderful. Uh, she's a graduate of Maine college of art. She was okay. my intern for three years, I think. So she's, 
she knows how everything works and uh, she's been helping a lot um, get those things organized and sent out and and keeping things on track like even just day to day I get messages you know from people like you like hey I want to switch my tier how do I do this and and it's like no one else is going to handle that I got to do it <laughs> so but oh and eventually it's also a great big enough if you get big enough, there is software where, you know, obviously you upgrade whatever software you're using and you use it so people can change true. their own thing and all that stuff too. Yeah, but, um, that's true. Uh, and obviously if you, but there's cool. So I explained, so, so anybody who's listening to this or watching this, there's also a bonus podcast that was put out, um, today, which we're recording this on a Monday for a release on Wednesday. So it's already on our website and online, um, about me unboxing this, but I thought what yeah. kind of cool not to go too in deep in detail, um, was to show yeah. a little bit what's in it on this podcast. Um, there's a sticker, which, yeah. <laughs> so that, do so I need that to put is, this in my car? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And so, so what's also great about the group is that we have this group chat and it's yeah. just going constantly. There's a hundred something people just like making jokes, building friendships. They're, they're getting together. Like, like some of them find out they work in the same town and things like that. And so they'll do things like that sticker in particular is just a meme that somebody made like to try and, you know, get more members. Like they were sharing it on Facebook and the sticker says like, it's the Will Ferrell on Talladega Nights yes. where he's like, if you don't chew big red, then fuck you. And it's like, yes. If you're, if you're not a bitch kid, then fuck you. And we it's replaced, lighting, uh, but yeah. yeah, we replaced the big red with a, a membership card. And so I had it made of stickers and that guy is like, Holy crap, that's amazing. And, and then the last box we did, um, there's a guy in the group Thad who looks a lot like, uh, this character beastly from drawing blood mm -hmm. and thad was building a home gym because of quarantine and he was like hey can you make me a logo for my gym beastly's gym da, 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 da. and i was like well i don't really have time i don't really have time so instead i did it as a freaking shirt that the whole club got and so thad is like this is amazing so so i try and keep it like really you know it matters like I, I care about what you guys are talking about and i think it's funny and like you know but that's what's cool about joining now too. Like I was saying, like if you were to get a thousand members, it'd be really, really hard yeah. to figure this out. Excuse me. But with a hundred members, what are you just over a hundred yeah. now? 103 or something like that? 105? 113. Now. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Wouldn't see the funny thing is cause you were saying at the beginning of this, uh, the, so yeah. we got our last the other one. payment was at the end of September, right? Mm -hmm. So the beginning of September, you're like, you have time, you know, da, 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 whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And you're like, we need to get over a hundred and now you're at 113. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The past week there's been seven or eight. It's crazy. Oh, it's because they're getting into before they, cause I mean, obviously yeah. it's quarterly. Yeah. So yeah. When a new, and when a new box comes out and people are opening it and making videos like you did and, and showing what's inside, people are like, wait a minute. And I think I'm, I was hopeful that the last Ronin box would make like a casual turtle fan be like, what the hell is that? And how do I get it? <laughs> and know? it's cool because, uh, it is in its perfect timing. I mean, most of us, there are some people I read on our discord that haven't got their box yet. Cause you do yeah. ship media mail and it's, it's, it yeah. does take a little while sometimes. Um, well, that's actually what I was waiting on is what you're, what you're about to show. I okay. would have been able to ship a long time ago. I was like, no, <laughs> but they came out great. I think, I think they're awesome. I just, like I said, I, 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 my box came with this shirt and in it, the aggregate one, but that's because I bought it separately. We just yeah. <laughs> saved, on, saved on shipping here. Um, and so this shirt's again, next level, which I was super happy yeah. about. So I'm excited for that. So there's a t-shirt in there. Uh, yeah, it's got the same image that's on here, but it glows in the dark. Um, I, that's so, the thing that's so badass about it. When I didn't, I didn't realize that it, when I first opened it, and then I saw you post something about it, or someone posted something about yeah. it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to actually wear this in the dark. And like, yeah, I thought that that would be kind of neat and Halloweeny. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
but I was like, it looks like a white shirt at first. And I was like, do I really want to spend extra money so it glows in the dark? Like, who cares? And I was like, I care. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's the yeah. And so we got a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one hundred uh, print. Yeah. So that's um, actually a sketch cover um, that I did. That's an original. Well, that's not in your hands, but no. So on but, the backs of my Turtle one hundreds, there's blank yeah. backs, and uh, so I drew that. And that's actually one of the commissions for one of the guys in the group. And so he was, he was psyched to see, not only does he have a poster of it, but now everyone does. And, yes. And you know, that could go either way, but everybody so far, like seems to like each other in the club. And so they're glad that everyone else can enjoy the art too. So. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, to me, it's like, yes, it's not an original piece, but it's original signature. So it's like, Oh yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's cool to me. And then, uh, I'll always you got, do that. Yeah. And you got old Hob and is that Leatherhead in the background? Yep. Uh, so those are the original was, it's a little it's washed out right yeah. now, but yeah, there you go. So that's the original, just the raw pencils for my, you said it in your video, but yeah. uh, TMNT Universe 5? Yes, right. because I was yeah. wrong, because I originally said it was the cover, the retailer incentive for 55, but that was a different oh. cover, but yeah. I had that. It's, yeah, yeah 50, the 55, 55 was my first cover. That was my very I, first cover job with Turtles. I um, have that one. I just need oh, you to yeah. see you again and have you sign it. Um, yeah, I've only got like one. Um, <laughs> but so those pencils are cool because if you look at the actual cover, they're a little bit different. Um, I ended up hiding a little bit more of Leatherhead when it went to print for whatever reason. But I really liked showing his body in the one that you actually mm -hmm. have there. So I'm glad that there's like that, you know, strange variant one-off just for you guys. So that's the other thing. Every single thing that comes in these boxes is only for the club. Oh, yeah. And I've saved so. the, uh, my favorite piece, obviously, for last. And it's probably your favorite piece in this thing, too. But, like, the, uh, I was saying in the video that my buddy Adam, who uh, is going to pop on the podcast regularly to talk about beer, um, nice. he bought me for my wedding a Kevin Eastman, the Spider-Verse print. But oh. it was, like, an exclusive to, to Kevin Eastman's things. Like, he's part of that, that group. One, yeah. And it's pretty badass. So I was like, it was the only one that I, I have four pictures. People can't see it here, but I have four. Yeah. Or, sorry, now I have five. Uh, 11 by 17 frames on the wall up here and originally i was all pencils all prints that were not in oh. color and so mm -hmm. i was like oh but i really want to hang this up so now i have a color kevin eastman and i was like oh so now i'm trying to figure out whether or not i hang up the <laughs> yeah, pencils the pencil of line. you know old hob or the color and i'm like well yeah. if i did a color here then you know so now i gotta figure so out which one i gotta hang up so you got to just get used to this because you're gonna have a few I've, prints in every box and and now I'm, like, Man, I, I'm out of wall space and like I those guys who have been in it, yeah. Sorry, you go ahead. I upgraded to the sketchy bitch too, so yeah. I'm gonna get a sketch here pretty soon too. So. Yeah, you're gonna have original art too. Yeah, the guys who have been in it since 2017, they bought portfolios, <laughs> like, and they just keep it all like in a portfolio. What I mentioned about this box though, is like this box is fucking badass. Oh, so yeah. like, you could just put it all yeah. in this box and just stack them in the box. That's true. I should really, you know, I should really sell that. Like, do you need an extra storage extra box? box? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, a lot of a people have been reaching out because they want that Ronin box because their mailman, like, you know, drop kicked it or something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's oh, why I, I feel you bad can, selling you an Anybody who signs up, you can sell, uh, sign up for priority shipping. You just have to pay a little yeah. extra. But, like, this, yeah, know, just so you know. Well, you, it's nowadays, it's anyone's guess. But, like, the people who did sign up for priority right now, their box went from Maine 
all the way to Oakland, California, and they've been sitting there for two days. And everyone's like, what's going on? And I'm like, you should have sprung for priority. And they're like, we did. And then, so I don't, I don't know what's happened. Well, I but, did that too. The box, the, so I, I, you know, for board, uh, board of Maine, a company that I'm ownership yeah. of, I sent yeah. Ben a bunch of shirts. Your package went, I, no, sorry. Your package I sent ground um, yeah. USPS or whatever it's called. Like it's like a weird off thing. Yours went to Portland or Westbrook, wherever the hell the, the, the Southern Maine East distribution center is and sat there for a little bit. Then went to you. Someone bought something from I'm our website. Westbrook. <laughs> Someone bought something from our website that before we turned it off is now we're rebooting and, and, and relaunching. We tur- someone bought something we're like, Oh crap. They bought something before you, you know, I sent that one priority and it went to New Jersey before it came back, he was lives in Connecticut. Before it came back to Connecticut, and I was just like, "Yeah, why would you?" It seems like a waste of money. Like, wouldn't it yeah. cost you more to send this priority package, Bishbox, all the way to California, then come back to even yeah. if it, you know, I don't know. It just seems weird. It's but. just I don't know. And they, I feel like they do. This feels like I'm talking people out of the club, but I feel like the mailmen like they pick on me when they see my my pickup because it's you know last time was 82 boxes like. Yeah. And they're just like, are you kidding me? And so I feel like if any packages are just going to be like put aside, we'll deal with those later. It'll yeah. be something like that, like where they can just go, oh, that, that whole black and red box, like just put them over there. We'll get to it. Cause I think last shipment too, we had a, we had a handful, maybe like four of them that were just stuck in Springfield mass for no reason. And I'm like, all right. But I mean, but it's you, the world right now too. So, but so now here's my question before I get to the last piece that's in here. Do, my question is, do you, I mean, obviously before, like you said, sometimes we're print around a minimum of a hundred. What happens if someone's box gets lost? Like what, 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 as a question for yeah, generic so, people by myself, but yeah. So I always have, I always have to overorder. Um, and so I over until now, my print run minimum could be 100 because we may have over a hundred members, but we have a $10 level where they don't get a box. And so there are quite a few $10 people too. And so I think last, so last quarter shipped, I think 53 boxes and this quarter we shipped 82. So it's like, it's going up. So now my new print minimum has to be at least 125 so that I have extras. And so for when that happens, cause I have had the shirts are trickier cause those are all like you put in your shirt size when you signed up. And so I, I tried to order a couple extra but there have been a few people who have shrank or got bigger over quarantine and they're like, dude, this doesn't fit. <laughs> and so I, I'm not sure what to do yet, but uh, uh, maybe we'll just get like, we'll just do cut off sleeves or something. Yeah, well, but, and that's the problem is like a t-shirt is like, you also don't want to give away what you're putting in it. So you don't want to be like, well, yeah, why are I you guys now? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And I guess you could do it every single time a bitch box yeah. is supposed to go out and just be like, just want to verify people's sizes. And then you say, yeah. In and, yeah. And, and then again, yeah. it's all this spreadsheet stuff where like, Oh, go back in and we have a couple yeah. different forms. And so you got to go into each one. And, uh, but that's where Emily's like really shining is I'll just make a list of like, Hey, check who changed stuff. And I have like a list of notes, like you changed tiers. This person, you know, left, this person came in, whatever. And, and she'll handle all that when she comes in um, <laughs> for me. But yeah, so my new print minimum is like 120, And then those extras, they go up into the members only store. So that's what's great about this period of time in between quarters um, where essentially you you get your box in October. Ideally, you would have got it a little earlier in the month. And then the, the, the deadline to sign up for quarter four is October 31st because that's when that first payment will hit. And so we have like all this time for new people to either switch their, or people to switch their tiers or, you know, get their friends to join or new people to come in. Um, and when they do, they can hit up the members only store 
And right now I still have in stock everything from the first quarterly box, which is this like giant Raphael uh, yeah. Target R artist edition. So these are all just the original, the originals and it's all self-published uh, numbered for the club. This was a, the very first quarterly box, big item. And so you can go back and like get all that stuff, you know, cherry pick it. It's more expensive than if you had just signed up um, because now I've seen the worth when people throw them on eBay and whatnot. And I want to make sure people are buying stuff that is worth something, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna charge five dollars and then everyone in the club be like, hey, what the hell? Like you just yeah, exactly. dropped the value of the exclusive you sold us. <laughs> so. Well, that's the thing as I was trying to say to when I was doing my, you know, unboxing, which was like trying to think to myself, what would I have spent on some of this stuff? And it's mm-hmm. definitely over what I spent over three months. Oh yeah. Um, just for this box, and that doesn't include the Discord that we're part of and the I have bought things off of the exclusive site and yeah. also bought things off of bishart.net or com, whatever it is with your, with your code. Yeah. Like you get so I have code. saved discounts yeah. and all that stuff as well. And so, um, you know, so including yeah. the shirt I'm wearing, I think I was able to use my discount on that. And, and so there's yeah. definitely the extra, um, incentive on it that the box itself paid for itself. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But all the extra yeah. stuff is basically bonus to me. Cause obviously yeah. when you sign up for something, I'm not going to spend, you know, 25 to 200 dollars a month to talk to a bunch of people that i could talk to sorry yeah yeah that's a bonus on it which was like yeah. badass that all the people i get to talk to on discord are also getting a lot of the same stuff that i'm getting so now i can go on yeah. over the next couple of days waiting for people to actually get them and so it's oh this is pretty cool and, you know and yeah. so on so it is pretty cool in that aspect of it but like i, I like i was i joined at the beginning <laughs> yeah or like right just before the last box came out and yeah. so, so you've been in a while, but haven't got a box. Correct. Until this now. is my first box, yeah. which is one of the reasons why I did it. But then I'll, like I said, I upgraded today. I, I messaged Ben and was like, Hey, I'll go to the, the, the highest one we can get right now here. because the, you know, there's no more super high well, ones. Me, do you want me to show what that might look like yeah. before you show the last item? Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if you've seen these. Have you been looking I saw, at spoilers? I think so. Yeah. I think I saw some. <laughs> so we got these like, these these prints you know yep. and they're on like really really nice paper but i had these printed um they even have like a line of color it's like sandwiched in there but so i've got like a uh, where's my freaking camera missing wanted, wanted and mutants in manhattan of course and then i did um original sketches on them so this is a rorschach this is the only one i have left probably gonna auction it off or something yeah or if there's a damaged one then the damaged guy has to take this rorschach but, but i really <laughs> like that rorschach so I did that before too. Like in the in the previous box, the special sketch was like a a vintage style uh, playmates like uh, turtle card back, like what you would have seen on mm-hmm. the packaging for the action figures. But it was um, the character Target R, so like really really angry Raph from the macro that Kevin and I did, and I and I did a little sketch in there. So now there's this new tier that you signed up for, seventy five sketchy bish, and uh, you'll get. So every, like, I don't know what the piece is going to be that I'm drawing on or what the, that creative element is, but there will be, so that's going to be a task thinking of that every quarter, but it's fun. And then um, the actual sketches um, will be real, you know, original, unique sketches. Off, uh, obviously off the top of my head, now I joined too. Do you know how many you have, do you have space left in that sketchy bitch or is it, are we getting yeah, close to so the it end? Is, it is, is limited to 15 people and I think there's four spots left. Okay. Um, because the reason that these even exist before that existed was because originally, and this is all part of the club growing originally at 50 bucks, you would get a piece of vintage 
um, bish art, like something from my flat files that I'd already drawn, like a sketch, a preliminary or whatever. And they cleaned me out <laughs> like since 2017. So I'm thinking about what you're saying about like Steranko and I'm like, why doesn't he just sell his old art? And then I'm like, oh man, he's probably out like me. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so we had to, we had to turn that down because there were too many people in Binti for me to draw that many sketches a month. I did it for two quarters in a row. I think it was like 35 drawings. So it was a lot um, on top of all the books and everything else. So, so we turned it into the sketchy bish tier and that one only has 15 spots. So it's still limited. Um, and there is two tiers above that for anybody listening to, but they are full right now. So at some yeah. point, if, if Ben yeah. quits everything else he's doing, he might yeah. uh, add some more spots on there. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so right now you could set up to get some sketch, some original artwork every, every quarter do the sketchy yep. bish, which is what I signed up for uh, recently. But this is the mega bish box that I got this time, uh, which yep. is basically the, the smallest box that you can get because there is a $10 so, a month one, but that doesn't include a box. That just includes the right, right, Discord right. discount code and all that stuff. So Yeah, yeah. so, so 10 bucks is no box, but you get a code, you get a discount code. And not only that, but lately I've been doing just special pricing too. So like my last Ronin variants were already 10 bucks off for anyone in the club. Plus you get to use your 10 to 20% off code. Um, Cause why not? I want you guys to have every issue. <laughs> and, uh, and so then um, at 25 is the base box. That's what you got. And yeah. then 50, the new 50 is the base box plus two of the big items. So in your box, for example, it would have been two of the shirt um, in that particular box. In the first box, it would have been two of these. In the second box, it would have been two of these. This is drawing blood issue one with a sketch cover. And they're all numbered on the back. And then this is also just the artist edition. So you get the idea. 75 is yeah. with the sketch. 100 is commission. 200 is two boxes plus a commission. And plus two of every item. So it's like, those have to be limited, you know, because I can yes. only draw so many things a month. Or a quarter, yeah. So. You're just, yeah, just going to run bitch. You're just going to run bitch kids. You know, that's all you're going to do. If I you mean, just do that if stuff. I didn't have... It's not what I wanted to do when I was 11 years old, but I'm having a ton of fun. Like if I didn't have any comics on my plate, I probably wouldn't be that quick to jump into another one Yeah. because I'd be like, let's really nail this down, give it some wheels, get some help. And then when it's working on its own, I can go back into a book. But yeah. like right now I'm, I'm in the middle of three books and the club is kicking off. And so I'm just like having a heart attack every day. <laughs> and so now, so. But yeah, so now that this is kicking off, you, you, you promote it. Now you've got two months or so, whatever, how long it takes you to get stuff in because you've obviously got to order yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah. you've got like a time to breathe now between now and at least the end yeah. of November to get like, quarterly to structure. Focus on it. Yeah. yeah, quarterly structure is great for me. Um, it's just and, enough time, I think. And it's great for us. I honestly think about it. When I thought about it the other day, I was like, yeah, it's great because you know, I could pay 75 bucks a quarter, but then I'm able to pay it over three months. Yeah. So that, you know, that way I get the box, but then it's like... Yeah. I spent that over three months instead of in one month. And so it yeah. does help in that I like, aspect of it too. I like that. I like that particularly too. Uh, some people have asked, like, can I just do the whole quarter at once? And I'm like, well, I don't think it would be as you know popular of a club. Cause I think, you know, think about the $200 level, like who's going to drop 600 bucks and just get a box in three months. Like I'd rather, you know, hang out, chill, forget about that 25 you spent three months ago. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's how I roll. I'm like, oh, well, if I, if I pre, if I buy it when I pre-order, I don't have to think about it. Exactly. <laughs> bought some toys this morning. Yeah. But, and then uh, uh, the coolest thing I think, and it's hard to do on the video and I try to do it on the video yeah. my best, but it's, uh, it's a metallic print. Yep. 
Um, I got another one too. Maybe we'll get go. double coverage. Um, that is of the same image that's on the box, which is also the same image. What shop was the one that got this image in the front of the book? Um, Sin City Comics, okay. and it's CYN. Yes. And so they had that on there, but this is obviously signed by, by Ben as well. And again, this is limited to the number of people who got this in their, yeah. in their box. So yeah, one of the things right I was now. thinking, yeah, when I pulled it out and showed my wife and stuff like that, it was like, this is like cool to me because it's something I don't think I would ever bought this. That's what's cool yeah. about these, some of these boxes. The same thing I was telling on the, on the um, unboxing was that I do have Marvel collector core where I get these bobblehead um, Funko mm -hmm. things. But like one of the reasons why I'm even part of that, club still club i say club it's just a box i get from every, every mm -hmm. two months or every three months whatever it is now um yeah. is because it's stuff that you just sent me that i didn't choose that yeah. in a sense cool. that to me that this is cool because i don't know if i would ever have bought this but when i opened it and pulled it out of the box and saw it in person and, and held on to it i was like this is badass and so oh, cool. that's what's cool about that and i i think it's a it's something unique and again it's the same size of a comic book so from a distance you'd think yeah. it's a comic um but i was like i gotta find a place to put this now like where am i gonna put this yeah um yeah but well, nice that's really cool to hear i appreciate it's that. it's not something that i would have chosen but mm -hmm. now i would have chosen it like so if you were like hey we got another metal print coming out i'd be like i want to buy mm -hmm. one because i've seen one yeah. it was it was in my box and i was True. able to hold on to it and see what it is like um it must have been hard to like sign them and not try to smudge them yeah i, I got pictures i have them all spread out um and then like some of the the other thing about the club is they just like love to give me shit all day long and like so some of them are like well it would have been great if you numbered them all it's like well would it have been great if i like smudged my signature or there's just like this blot that used to be like a four like i needed to touch those things as little as possible you know what i mean and so like there are things i'll number every one of these sketches is numbered because i wasn't worried about destroying it at the same time that's fine i'll just come see you at a con and you'll just put a number in the corner You'll be number one. Yeah, no, so <laughs> you guys can rest assured at least knowing there's only a hundred of those in existence. Like for Sin City Comics, we are we did decide to do metal variants. So this will be actually adhered to the book, but the only people who have like these ones, yeah. and I think they're gonna come out differently too, because um, this one actually by the signature says BKC, Bishart Kids Club. So the other one won't say that. So it's still like out of all those covers, like 500 covers, uh, I think like 25 of them were metal. And then out of all those, there's only a hundred of these with the actual Bishop Kids Club. So it's cool. There's going to be all these things. I'm like looking forward to the future when there's all these weird things floating around and people are like asking me, is this legit? Like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, that was quarter two of the first year. Like something like that. Like it'd be fun. Do you know anybody else that does something similar to this? Or is it, are you like not trying to like pat yourself on the back no. here, but like, no, you, no, mean, I'm not either. Yeah. No, so my original intention was like, I want to do something like a Patreon because I really mm -hmm. believed in, in the structure of Patreon. I actually tried to do aggregate on Patreon before I went to Kickstarter. And Patreon, for those who don't know, is like, it's, they call it like micro payments. So essentially, yeah, you would get a payment every week or every month, whatever you set it to. And that would all go towards this like lump sum that allowed you to create whatever thing you were creating, whether it was music, videos, podcasts, podcasts. a lot of times for sure, um, or comics, but with Patreon and comics in particular, like for me to sit down for 12 hours and draw a page, I need to not make any money on anything else that day. You know what I mean? And so I can't do that for 240 days in a row. And so for, it was like dribs and drabs of how it was coming in, but it wasn't enough to fund the book, which is why I ultimately went to Kickstarter. But I really loved that whole thing, that the whole structure that they had put in place. So I said, well, I want to do Patreon 
but I also kind of want it off the grid. Like I don't need everyone knowing like how much I'm getting or how many people there are. Like I'm talking about it now because it's not really a big deal, but like I don't want people that are like, oh, I want to support this guy. And then they go to Patreon and they see he's getting I don't know, like 3000 bucks yeah. a month. Like he doesn't need my support. And then they just leave, you know, I think they've changed it now where you can hide it. Yeah. Um, but so that was my original thinking. And then I just started doing it. And like I said, it was very different when we started. Um, it was just stuff I had already done. And now it's been like, it's a lot of fun. Every quarter, like I have a whole whiteboard that's just like ideas of cool things to make. And a lot of them are stemmed off of like crap that we talk about. Like the group, even though it's like fun to hang out and stuff, it's also like research and development. People are like, you know what we need? And then they'll say it. And I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like, and we've got guys in the group who do their own. Oh, got so many artists, first of all. Yeah. But we've got guys who do their own like CNC cutting machines and they're printing on metal or they're like, uh, they made me coasters, split decision coasters like in cork. And they're just like, I'd love to do, like they want to do an exclusive for one of the boxes. And I'm like, that's such a great idea. Like it's made by an actual bitch mm -hmm. kid. You know, obviously I'll pay you. Um, but I'm like, are you ready for that kind of work? It's like, <laughs> a, a, you're gonna have to make like 120 of whatever it is we decide to make. <laughs> like, And be like, and you have to do it or I'm screwed. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's but fun yeah, it's, I it's, it, I, it's, it's an exclusive club, but, uh, but not exclusive to the point where no one can join, which is cool. So I can yeah. tell someone, it's not like you were like, yeah. I'm gonna get a hundred people. That's it. We're done. Moving on. Yeah. Now it's like, I can tell someone I can share it on my Facebook. I can do this unboxing to try to grow the group to have, maybe I will get a friend of mine to join. So then yeah. I can have conversations yeah. in person with that person. Or maybe I meet a friend for life on the discord yeah, we no. have. And we so it's any marriages yet but we've had a lot of like, real I will probably say do, that do I'm the first bish kid to get most recent bish kid to get married. Who's a bish kid member, but not, a, not, not to yeah. another bish, yeah. bish person. <laughs> yeah, no, one day that will probably happen though. But uh, yeah, you are. And, and someone got married right after you. So you hit that right. You hit it first. I think we've had like babies in the group. Like someone's yeah. like, I had a baby and, and everyone like that. We say good morning every friggin' morning. We do flip off Fridays where yeah. everyone just flips each other off. Like it's fun. And I opened it up. I, I, I've been busy and I explained this. I said, I've tried, I, I read it. I get notifications and I look at it and so on and so forth. I haven't got a chance yet. And I've been a member for three months to really communicate with some of the people, but I do read it from yeah. a distance. The same thing with me on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. 99.9% .9 of me is reading someone else's. They're sending me a Snapchat and I'm not responding. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, Oh, that's yeah. cool. Fun. Awesome. And then I move on. Yeah. So it, it, a lot of that is just Whatever the, the, the watching from a distance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that at some point I'm going to get involved in it, but with all the stuff that I'm involved in too, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah do, but, but, but they would love to know what you're up to. Actually. We just had a new member. I think his name's AJ and, and he, his whole Instagram is he takes pictures of beers. Like you've seen so many times. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, you're going to love it. I was like, I was like, this guy, Justin's in there. He's at Orono. He's done a few of their cans. And, and he was like, oh, no way. Because he, he had um, some pictures of your, your beers too. Listen, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm excited to, to do the next step yeah. on me. I got my box yeah. now. Now I know. Well, you I'm can do whatever you want. I'm not telling anyone they have to use the chat. No, like, no but like the idea be behind it is that now I feel like I'm a, a real member. <laughs> like now I feel like yeah. I'm a real member. I've got a box. Sure. I've been yeah. a member for the whole quarter. I've done this whole thing. I've been able to see what the entire experience is like, uh, yeah. minus going to cons because 
that has not that, happened for anybody recently. And so yeah. hopefully at some point we'll be able to do that. That will be giving the entire experience is oh, yeah, the chat, the box, the cons, all that stuff. Yeah. Cause you've seen the pictures when we were going to cons, it was like how many can, can meet up and we would do big dinners and like, and, and for me, it was awesome. Cause I was like, you guys watch my table. And like, there's a couple of <laughs> people like I hadn't met that much. So I don't know, like if they didn't know, like, you know, how to hang out or something but they would just swing by and like drop a beer and I was like this is amazing like (laughs) best club ever um but yeah so it's a lot of fun when cons do start back up um it's interesting in the chat though it's been fun to watch when the outside like certain members will kind of talk for a long time like months and then they'll just fade back and it's like a new group will talk and the the people are all still there and chiming in when they want like the the OG members are like ah you freaking kids and but but it goes in these waves um because i know who are like the heavy heavy talkers right now and they weren't two months ago it's crazy that's awesome that's so cool it's just so fun. yeah bishartkidsclub.com sign up today so this is a, this is going to release on the 28th so you have a couple of days to finish that up sign up by the 31st uh i would say sign up by the 30th just in case but you have until the 31st to pay and then you'll pay you don't if you sign up today you won't pay until the 31st which is nice um, yeah. So if you sign up on a th- uh, Wednesday, you get paid on a Thursday or a Friday, you're fine. Um, yeah. And then and, um, three months from now, so it will be, what is it, November, December. So you'll get your box in, what, Feb- beginning of February, hopefully, right around? Cause it's, no, so, it, so it'll be. Um, oh, yeah, no, sorry, you're right, January. So October, it'll be, November, December. Yeah, so, so then you'd get, once right your final payment. Uh, yeah. payment yeah, is when I start, you know, putting labels on and hopefully getting them out the door. This one, I was waiting on those shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, we get those labels on, we get them out and hopefully, you know, as we get better and better at this, um, there's more of a month period of time where people can do cool unboxings like you've yeah. done and really demo what's in there and then let more people know about it and have them jump in just in time. Um, but that being said, this is also the first box that we've had a lot of new members recently that want the old box or like the, the previous yeah. box that's still landing right now. And so when I can, I will actually offer, you can just pay in full for the base yeah. box like you just did. Like I should have done that for you when you signed up because you signed up at kind of an yeah. inconvenient time where you just missed the first yeah. payment. But I think that was a case where like one of the items was out or something like that. But like, so going forward, I'm going to kind of plan for that too. I'll probably make a few extra and just be like, got 10 extra boxes, you know. And the cool thing right now is if you sign up today or again, this is the 28th that comes out on 28, 29, 30, 31st, you can get someone a Christmas present because Mm -hmm. you can give it to them on Christmas morning and say, Hey, you're going to get a box in a couple of weeks or whenever it's going to arrive from the Bish kids. So, and then you'd be part of it for the future. So, Oh, see, that's a brilliant idea. This is why the group is so good. Cause now I've, I'm thinking, Oh, if you sign up during the quarter, or before the quarter, even if you sign up before the quarter, I'll send you something that you can put under the tree. How's that? See, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think all kinds of things. I'm yeah, doing see, five of them. That's it. So promote it, get it out there yeah. because I think it's worth it. I think it's. Uh, like I said, I now I feel like I'm part of the whole thing. Uh, and the cool thing is, I wanted to talk last Ronin on this uh, podcast mainly. And the cool thing was that Ben did a last Ronin um, box in a style. Uh, which is pretty cool and pretty attractive. Yours is in good so, shape. It is actually in pretty good really shape. Up, My wife yeah. sent me a picture of something else that came in. It was something else that came in that was on top of it, and I saw it in the background, and I was at work, and I was like, ah, oh, I can't wait to get home what and open that. that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care yeah, about the picture on top. It's the thing behind it that I care about. 
that's what I've been so excited about, honestly, because I've had that box for probably over three months. Like I think four months I've had that box and I was just like, couldn't take pictures of that side of the room. Couldn't tell anyone about it. And then I was just like, oh, I can't wait. I hope they just get home and it's like standing up straight by their door. And they're like, what the hell? So and that's like exciting for me. I want to do more. It's, and I mentioned on the, on the, on the unboxing uh, wrongly, it's more of an 11 by 17 size. I said 11 by 14 on accident, yeah. but it's because it fits a print. So um, yeah. it's 12, it's 12 by 18. So it fits 11 by 17 perfectly. Yes. So it's safe um, that was my goal of it too, but it's pretty cool. So, um, but I'm so excited, man. So when this releases, the last Ronin will be on shelves in comic book stores yeah. around the country. Um, and then another, I think it's the mid December. Is that what it is? Uh, roughly around there is when the book two comes out. I think I read yeah. like December 16th or something like that. Somewhere around there. I hope so. I hope so. Let's push it. Let's push it a little bit. Like maybe January. <laughs> I don't know. But it's uh, five issues. Uh, it's really yeah. kind of a cool um, thing for IDW um, and yeah. for Kevin and those guys. It's really cool to see Kevin and, and, and Peter be able to see something they worked on years and years and years ago to, to finally hit the shelves at stores and see that aspect yeah. of it. And that you get to be a part of it. It's pretty cool too. Uh, and that Definitely. aspect of it too. Cause they came up with the turtles before we were born. So it's, it's, yeah. it's insane that, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm super, I'm super excited and, and grateful to be a part of it. And I thank Kevin way too much. <laughs> and, uh, he calls me, uh, he calls me his Padawan. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. Just don't turn into Darth Vader. It's all we all, we care about. Right yeah. Now. But, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. I've been having dark <laughs> thoughts. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you have a cult here anyway with fish kids. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go on the record. It's not a, not a cult. cult. And I've been doing extensive, extensive research on how, like, how do you know if you're starting a cult? Like make sure it doesn't become a cult. And so I'm never going to ask anyone to like tattoo anything. <laughs> I don't want anything from you, like nothing. So play this. When it's a subscription say, oh, box. Yeah. It's a subscription yeah. quarterly or monthly subscription to get a quarterly box and a cool group chat. It's a discount code. That's all it is. <laughs> the, the only difference between like this and Loot Crate or any, well, I guess Patreon is similar. It's the yeah. same as a Patreon. Like it, it focuses around one person and the shit they make. And I think that's the end of it. Like, it's like Loot Crate, right? But it is crazy. Like, we sign up. This is an aside. But yeah. I've been, like, getting deep into, like, The Vow on HBO. I don't know if you watched yeah. the next Yeah, I haven't yet heard of it, though. But, yeah. It's super, super interesting. But they wear, like, colored things to designate their roles or whatever. And so I'm like, oh. And so these things just happen. Like, Facebook Messenger is like, oh, well, we can only accommodate 150 people in the chat. Yeah. And so I was like, shit, we're going to need to get a new group chat. And so I'm looking around at all these sites. I'm looking at making my own app, everything. And then someone's like, why don't you just use Discord? And I'm like, oh, okay. So we do Discord. And then we're like, oh, you know what would be really useful is us to be able to message each tier at one time. So like $50 people, hey, $50 people, this no longer exists. You need to either sign up for 75 yeah. or go down 25. But what that does is color code everyone <laughs> and put them in groups. And I was like, <laughs> like i'm trying not to do that it's a but cult I, with a k <laughs> it's a k it's a, i don't know i just bitch okay. uh, bitch kids club so <laughs> i don't know there i'm just go. trying to i'm just yeah. trying to say it's not a, what you think a cult is but yeah. like but that's no what, it's fine and people would argue that's what cults say but seriously like <laughs> i'm not doing that okay <laughs> so the uh, moment it is i'm gonna just like turn it off and then that'll be really sad because i'll i'll be broke and have nothing to do every quarter 
<laughs> well, I just yeah. want to thank our Lord and Savior, Ben Bishop. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on and joining us, talking about The Last Ronin. Pick your copies up today yeah. uh, because this podcast drops on Wednesday at your comic book store local. Shop local because it's awesome. Um, every comic book store in this country is going to get this issue. Um, and yeah. then I'm sure the second prints will come out. Then eventually someone will, you know, issue two and Ben will have his variant covers and all that stuff eventually too. And all that yeah. stuff too. So make sure you yeah. check that out. Bish kids, bishartkidsclub.com. And is it bishart.net? So yeah, my regular website, bishart.net. And I okay. still have some last run in there. And I even have some of those Eastman one in 10 variants left. Okay. I think I only have like four or so. So but, see if they're sweet. still around on the 28th, but. And then drink you guys liked Mason's yeah. beers are also uh, Ben's cans, so that's yep. cool too. I do all the cans I'll give him a shout out. There, um, we got some more coming. Uh, I hope you all liked the last Ronin, and I hope this wasn't boring because you already know who it is. Uh, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> like, and then if not, but but message uh, at Bishart on Instagram and tell him how you feel about yeah. the last Ronin and what you would like yeah. to see. Obviously, he's still working on it, so maybe there's some changes yeah. that can happen, but. And um, if there's any Easter eggs you want me to sneak into issues two through five, we can talk about it, but it's going to cost. I feel like this know. logo would look nice on a can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere out actually, there. Let's fucking do it. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> like, yeah. But I really appreciate it, Ben. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. Take care.